0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. Collision of decisions. Drought in this cattle cycle of tracked hand-in-hand. Better put, drought has had its hand squeezing the throat of the cattle industry, driving enough decisions to have a collective impact on the industry. Drought has driven herd liquidation for some time, five years, forcing cattle to be put on feed and restricting the ability of ranchers to retain heifers. More heifers on feed have inflated the slaughter mix. The most recent cattle on feed report validated that drought conditions have yet to relent enough, long enough to allow the industry to restock. Many had concluded that prolonged liquidation had depleted available numbers. Guess not quite. Many think that the feeder cattle supply is tight now, but the tightest feeder cattle supply for this cycle is still in the near future. After a protracted liquidation where the drought migrated across the United States impacting herds, one would think that the liquidation would exhaust itself. Once stocking rates have been slashed, herds have been reduced to fit conditions. Many were ready to conclude that an equilibrium with the herd size and drought had been achieved. However, it will not be reversed until the drought is fully mitigated. Drought was much alleviated in the western U.S., but actually migrated to where it worsened eastward. It will eventually run its course. This has been a multi-year drought. I'll bring up once again the 89-year drought cycle, previously impacted in the 1840s and 1930s, with its targeted year of 2025 for peak drought this cycle. So far, the El Nino has been mostly a dud. When regions where they stock feeders on range dry out, they are forced to move cattle into feedlots early. This has inflated demand for forage, adding days on feed, which typically increases market weights. That actually also increases the feeder cattle supply available to go on feed temporarily. While the price of feeders rose, this has been a fairly good period for feedlot profitability. U.S. and foreign consumers have proven to be more resilient about higher beef prices than we probably had cause to expect. Beef has not priced itself out of demand yet. When the drought is alleviated, many forces now influencing the cattle herd will metamorphose. As range and pasture conditions recover, ranchers and stockers will have some choices returned to them that the drought has denied them. Instead of putting feeders in the feedlots, they can retain ownership putting them on grass. Feeders on grass tend to grow slower than those in feedlots, so beef production slows as well. Rangers can also begin retaining heifers to rebuild their herd, as well as being less strict on when the cull cows if they are still productive. When the industry shifts from liquidation to expansion, that is when the feeder cattle supply available to feedlots drives to the bottom. There are a number of new beef packing plants under construction and appear to me could not be more poorly timed to the next trough in fed cattle numbers for this cattle cycle. I would think that this is a recipe for disaster for these new companies. I've seen a pattern over the course of my industry experience when the entity that builds new plants does not end up being the one operating it long term. In fact, I know this from experience having invested in a couple of these doomed projects. This current round of new plants appeared feasible because at the time of their conception, Fed numbers exceeded kill capacity. They got a lot of government financial help as USDA is investing tens of millions in these startups. This may end up subsidizing the eventual new owners... Progressive Farmer DTN wrote that there are three new packing plants under construction in the states of Missouri, Texas, and Nebraska that collectively will add 6% to the daily cattle kill capacity in 2025 and 26. This will contrast with still fewer cattle on feed as the herd finishes liquidation and then pulls heifers from feedlot supply to expand once again to start the next cattle cycle in that time frame. Texas A&M says that there will be fewer cows in 2024 than in 2023. This would look like a collision of decisions with an ominous outlook. We have never gone through a cattle cycle before. Livestock revenue protection policies available. LRP policies are based on put prices, but are typically more favorable in price with better terms. Payment is deferred to the end of the policy when cattle are sold. At the peak of the cattle cycle, there is too much equity at risk to bet the farm and ranch. Comstock brokers have been selling a lot of these policies, as the risk of loss is commensurate with the dollars invested. They are a relatively new product, and the timing of their availability seems appropriate with the risk of the cattle cycle. There is likely one more big push higher to find the price heights and supply lows for this cattle cycle. The light bulb may burn brighter just before it goes dark. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.